Welcome to today's broadcast of Kingdom Authority with your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Tune in each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Blog Talk Radio through Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated. Follow Dancia on Facebook at Dancia Jones-Morris or DanciaJ.com. You can also call your hosts and guests at area code 646-668-2413. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. And now here's your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Kingdom Authority. Good evening. I am super excited to be with you all tonight. I'm telling you, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I am definitely going to rejoice and be glad in it. I pray that you will rejoice with me. I want you to know this is an awesome day to take authority in your territory in the kingdom of God. He has granted us so many gifts and resources that we can just be extraordinary. I'm telling you, this is the day for you to step out, to step up, and guess what? And to be noticed for the kingdom of God. It's a good time for you to take um, authority. It's a good time to be influential. It's a good time to help someone. It's a good time to serve. No better day than today to begin your service for the kingdom of God and advancing God's kingdom. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris, excited to be here on tonight, excited what God is doing in the body of Christ, and the shift that has happened that people talked about for years, the shift that has happened that is allowing us to do the things of God that we need to do in the various places in our daily walk. I want you to know I this is an empowering time just for you. This is the time for you to rise up, stand up, and go forth with God's strength, not your own but with God's strength, it is not by power, it is not by might, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. And so on this evening, we have God's woman on tonight that is not by might, not by power, but the Spirit of the Lord that dwells in her. And I'm excited for this night. I'm telling you, we are talking about war in the workplace on tonight, and we want to go forth in that. I, I it's, it's important that I go ahead and um, introduce this young lady and make sure that we have the proper things in place. But, you know, it's just exciting to know that God is doing miraculous things in our lives. I want you to take notice. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what it looks like. I don't even care that you're fearful in this season. It is time to rise up. It is time to do the things of God to show the world that we serve a true and living God. And he has the infallible word that we can use as a sword in order to go forth in war. And so we don't war against flesh and blood. So understand, we're warring against principalities, the rulers of darkness, and, 
and 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 spiritual wickedness in high places. So that why that's why we have to put on the whole armor of God. So I'm not going to go into all that too much. I do want to pray and then do our beginning quote so that we can get this woman of God on expeditiously. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you for who you are in our lives. Thank you for what you've done in our lives. Thank you, oh God, for showing us who we are in our lives and what we are and what's on us and what we are to do. God, it is this time that we have to know our purpose and know your plans for our lives. You said you know the plans. And God is to prosper us, and it's not to harm us. And so, God, since you know the plans, we thank you that all things are working for our good. It's definitely intentional, and it's never failing. Hallelujah for your word. We thank you that you are Abba, Father, and we can come to you, and we can lay at your feet. Hey, we can lay at your feet and get just what we need. Oh, God. Bless your name for who you are. Thank you for being El Shaddai. Thank you for being the God that's more than enough. Thank you for being Elohim, God. We thank you for being Yahweh. Oh, you are our provider. You are our strength. You are everything that we need. And we come to you because you are our source, Lord, and you've given us resources. Yes, sometimes it looks like they're limited, but what you've given us, We place it in your hand. Little becomes much when we place it in your hands. And, God, we want to do this thing extraordinarily. We want to be able to prosper in you, not for ourselves, but because you are our God, we know that we can do anything through you. We know that we can, all things are possible. Oh, God, I hear you. All things are possible. And so on tonight, as the woman of God comes, we thank you for strength in her body. We thank you for peace in this message, God. But we thank you, O oh Lord, that she will declare it, God, with authority and with power in the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for opening up ears to hear this word on tonight. We bless you, O oh God, for this opportunity to go forth and declare kingdom authority in the workplace, God. And so, God, I pray and lift up this woman of God, whom we call Monisha Porter, that you, God, will be through in and through her, that you will speak, that she gets no glory, but you get all the glory, that I get no glory, but you get all the glory, because if you get the glory, you will you'll rest on us, God, and we will have just what we need. So we thank you, oh, God, for tonight, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Let's go real quick to the quote, and I want to introduce this wonderful woman of God whom I've known for several years. The quote today says, what's coming against you is only training for where God is taking you. What's coming coming against you is only training for where God is taking you. So if you're in a war, you better thank God because it's going to take you somewhere. And we have our wonderful minister in training, Monisha Porter, who's going to come um, in just a few moments. Let me just read a few things about her. Monisha Porter is a high school counselor. She was saved at the age of 13 and shortly after began teaching Sunday school to the youth ages five and under at Sawarita Church of God in Christ. She has served and worked with youth ever since. 
Although Manisha taught high school math for 11 years prior to becoming a counselor, she has also been a high-level manager in three Fortune 100 companies. Listen to this. Bell South International, Intel Corporation, and Abbott Laboratories. Somebody bless God for favor. She currently leads Girls to Godly Women, GGW, and is active in several others as other um, other um, organizations and other ministries at Friendship Missionary Baptist Church, where she has been a member for 18 years under the direction and the um, leadership of Dr. Pastor Orante Jenkins. Monisha accepted her call to the pro- proclamation ministry. She is also the commander of the 20- 222nd Transportation Company of the Arizona Army National Guard and has been deployed to Afghanistan. She enjoys lots of things, but her passions are her family, youth, women, and the military. Somebody say thank God for military people. She has been married to Stan Porter, the honey bear, for 21 years and has two boys, Dale Timothy and Jordan Emmanuel. I'm excited to have her on tonight. Would you just bless God for this woman of God as she comes? Good evening, Sister Monisha Porter. How are you? Bless the Lord. I am well. I am well. I mean, you know, my sister, um, Minister Morris, Stancia, uh, you just usher in the spirit of the Lord with your prayers. So I was just already on a, on a shout when you uh, began to pray. So bless the Lord. Thank you so much um, for having me. Thank you for um, introducing my my church, Friendship Missionary Baptist Church, and my pastor, the Reverend Dr. Ronte Jenkins. Um and and where I hail from, and and even uh, though I have been gone back and forth through the 18 years, that was always uh, that has been my home for the last 18 years. So thank you so much for that, and thank you for having me, and thank you for all of you out there um, hearing and listening with Kingdom Authority. Thank you so much. Praise God. You know, I am. You stay busy. First of all. And so I am excited that you took the time to be here on this afternoon into the evening, evening for the East Coast, because they're on at 8 p.m., and we have people on early in the morning all the way in Ghana, Africa. Oh, wow. I want you to know people are listening. Amen, amen. So I want to just give you way so that you can go ahead and talk about what God has given you over the next 20, 25 minutes or so. And so you do what God has led you to do and train the people of God, teach them, inquire of God so they can be empowered into kingdom authority. So I give way for you on this evening. Amen. Thank you, sis. Thank you. Father God, we thank you. And the prayer has gone forth, and I pray that you remove me and it only be you, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. First of all, the fact that you even brought up Zechariah 4 and 6, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, uh, just threw me because I have been listening to your spirit by Tasha Cobb for the last two weeks, and you you have no way of knowing wow. that. <laughs> wow. I mean, for two weeks. No, I for two know. weeks. <laughs> and so I said, well, my Jesus, goodness. I mean... I mean, talk about kingdom connections. Um, 
That's right. Uh, but my I came the the reason the 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 thing that God gave me um, today was warfare in the workplace, and I believe that God is allowing me to talk about um, which is what more of a testimony um, because I believe that someone is going through uh, this same thing or may uh, be getting ready to go through. Um, and it's warfare in the workplace. Um, and I, I, the, the bio wasn't to brag, but it was to give some background on the places that I have been um, so that when I, do, when I do come forth that people understand um, where I have been and why, uh, uh, this, why my testimony is what it is. Amen. So I, um, I started out in the Marine Corps. I had um, several um, things that, you know, I could have done. I could have gone to school um, on a scholarship. Um, I, I could have worked. But I no, I decided to join the Marine Corps, you know. <laughs> um, but through that, and I think it was more of a rebellious type of thing more than anything. I just wanted to do something nobody else had done. Um, but through that, I actually un, uh, learned how to be a warrior. Um, I did not realize that that it was in my blood, that warrior spirit. But God has a way of training you up even when you don't know you're being trained. Um, and, you know, from the, from the, amen, right. Um, from the, from the Marine Corps, I went on into, um, the corporate world for a long time. Um, I was in that world. Um, and then I decided to, um, join the army, uh, national guard where I, that's where I'm, I actually, I'm just getting out of formation. Um, because that warrior spirit was still in me. I couldn't just uh, be a civilian. I, I had to do, I still had to be a part of, of, of the military. Um, and for those of you who have been or are in the military um, or are warriors, you understand what I mean. Um, it's something that you know, it's inherent. It's just something you're born with um, and, and that God develops. He, he already planted the seed in you even before you're born but he develops it as you um, began to grow in Christ, not in the, not in the physical. I'm talking about in the spiritual. He, he begins to develop that. Um, and then um, I moved over into education uh, later on. And uh, well, you think I would be in, more in, at war when I was in the Marine Corps and the Army, but I, I have found the world of education is huge, huge um, warfare in the workplace because education and I know we, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but education is being attacked because we're not looking at this as warfare. Satan is um, trying to take out our future. Um, and I don't want to go too far there because I know we are going to go there. But um, um, I wanted to come a little bit from in the military we have when we're training, it's called crawl, walk, and then run. So there are three phases. The crawl phase, you're kind of learning what's going on. You're in the classroom. You, you haven't really seen it. Um, you've just heard about it. The, the walk phase is, okay, we're kind of going through the motions a little bit, but we're still not completely there. So we've seen it in the crawl phase, or we heard about it in the crawl phase. We kind of walk in it a little bit in the walk phase. But when we get to the run phase, that's when we're operating fully. We are in full, what we call full battle rattle. You got on all your gear, you got your weapon, you're in your vehicle, and you are doing what, what in the civilian 
world would be called a dress rehearsal. Um, this is how it's going to look when we are over there in combat. And I'm, I'm coming to you um, from a place of prayer. So um, in my walk phase, um, it, in the walk phase, I was really kind of asking for prayer. Um, I'm sorry, my crawl phase, I was, I was not praying but covered by the prayers of others. So that's what I'm calling the crawl phase. When I was in the corporate world, I wasn't really praying, but I was covered mm. by the prayers of others. I, and and mm. this, this is something I had to learn later on in life. I wasn't really praying. I, you know, I asked God, well, oh, of course, when I got in a little bit of trouble, Lord, you know, like, help me out of here, help me do this, help me do that. But I really wasn't praying myself, and I didn't really even understand I was being covered by the prayers of others, my grandmother, wow. my mother, my, you know, my dad, uh, and aunts, uncles, you know, you know what I'm talking about, them grandmama prayers, I call them. It may not necessarily be your grandmama, but them grandmama prayers. Um, that's when I was right. calling. Um, when, I, when I first got out of high school, even, even from being saved at, at 13, I was saved, but I, I was not operating in the spirit. I was not allowing the Holy Spirit to, to uh, lead me and guide me in my life. Um, so that was my crawl phase, and I probably was in the crawl phase for a long, long time. Um, I prayed here and there. But I really was being covered by the prayers of others. That's where my favor came from because I didn't understand um, my power. So when I was in the Marine Corps and I was being um, sexually harassed, uh, I didn't realize that people were being moved out the way, not because I was so awesome, but because I was being covered by those prayers of others. Um, So those, those people... Um, that we're responsible for as prayer warriors, we can't not be on the job because we have to be on the job when that person drops in our spirit, when somebody else gives us a name to pray for. We can't just be like, oh, yeah, Grandma, pray for you, amen. No, that's not how that goes because those prayers that we were responsible for are covering people that are in the crawl phase because we're in the full run. we got to cover those in the crawl phase, amen. So that was the first level of, of the warfare and the war- workplace. Things were coming against me, and, and they were almost taking me out because I didn't really understand. I mean, I kind of heard about it, but I wasn't really walking in that thing. So my, the, the covering came from the prayers of others. Um, and if, if I could take a moment, um, I want to go over to um, a, a scripture. I apologize. Um, I want to go over to Romans 8 and 26 and just give you a quick, <clears throat> excuse me, tidbit of a Bible, not a quick tidbit, it, you know, we got to put, put the Bible in it. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for. So in the crawl phase, we're not even really praying, and, and we're asking, we, we're being covered by others and don't even know it because we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to operate. So the Holy Spirit is interceding for us in that crawl phase, and I was definitely um, in that crawl phase at that time in the Marine Corps. I didn't understand um, that it was warfare. I thought people were just crazy, um, you know, and I, I thought it was something that I was doing uh, that was causing people uh, to say certain things to me or feel like they could touch me um, or treat me any kind of way. Um, but I thank God for those prayers uh, of the, the grandmama prayers. Amen. 
So Amen. as I began to understand this, um, that it was true warfare, that these were spirits, I began to um, be more in the walk phase, and, and I'm kind of walking in it, but not exactly understanding um, what my part was, but I began to understand that I was covered by prayer, and I began to ask for prayer. When I worked for Intel Corporation, I mean, spirits came up against me left and right, and I'm telling you, sis, I feel like I'm a together sister. I would have my makeup together. I would be in my suit, and I would roll up in that conference room, and I would lock the door, and I would call my mama, and I would she would I would ask her to pray. She would pray for me. I would boo-hoo, cry, makeup all running, messed up. I would pull out my little makeup kit, fix my makeup, put it back on, and go back out because they didn't see me wow. cry. Because even what well, – let me tell you, I prayed for that job, sis. See, I, at that time, I didn't know how to pray. Uh, for God's will in my life. I was just praying for what I wanted. Lord, I want this job. Right. Lord, I, I just really want this. You know, I want to do this. I'm, right. I'm going to be a C. And the Lord gave me that job. He said, here you go. And I found favor in that job. I was not qualified for that job, and I did well. I moved up to two levels below VP. I was working. I was moving within that job. I still have favor, but it was not God's will for my life, which is why it was so very stressful. And I'm not saying that the work that you're doing for God will not be stressful. I'm saying when you're out of the will of God, it can be favored and you can be covered, but it's certainly going to be some extra stuff that you wouldn't even have to deal with if you were in the will of God. And now I didn't took a detour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm walking. I'm out, I'm out of that crawl phase. I'm walking um, because I'm asking for prayer, and I know that I'm covered by prayer. But I still am not in my run phase. I'm I'm still not there. I'm I'm at the James uh, five and sixteen um, piece of it. And so let me just read that scripture right there. Says it says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful. But I'm gonna go to the King James version. That's the NIV. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man of their yes. So I didn't just ask anybody to pray for me, sis. Come on. We, I, like I knew. I was like, you know, you can't. You, I got to ask my mama to pray. I got to ask my mm-hmm. aunt Sherry. I'm going to ask. Uh, my sister, Dancia. Um, you ain't just asking anybody to pray because you know, you understand right. that you're covered by prayer. You know that certain some folks seem to just, their prayers go straight to heaven. Amen. <laughs> you might, but I didn't understand that it was an operation within the Holy Spirit. I was like, boy, their prayers just get straight to heaven. I need to talk to, talk to them about praying for me. Amen. So I was in my, uh, really in kind of the walk phase. And then as I began to, like, understand and, and understand who I needed to pray for, I, I began to, to kind of jog a little bit. Now, now I wasn't really running. And, and the military doesn't have a jog phase. I'm just telling you where, when it, where I was at in my warfare, um, coming up against people, I, I, uh, people who are talking about you because you are the only uh, minority female uh, and that's the only, you know, people telling you that's the only reason you have your job. Um, people knowing you're coming up and, and talking so that you can hear them just before they walk away. Uh, people stealing your presentations. That's not just in the movies. 
um, people, you know, it, it, it seemed like thing after thing, uh, people uh, telling you meeting times, the wrong meeting times. Um, somebody, I don't even know why God is giving me that. Somebody is going through this, sis. Somebody's going, people giving you the wrong meeting times where you're meeting at the wrong time. Somebody giving you, leaving yeah. you off of emails. Um, so, um, don't worry about it because God, the reason why, and I don't know who this is for out there, the reason why you're still finding out about those meetings, the reason why you're still on time where you need to be is because you're being covered. You're being covered um, by the prayers of the righteous. Wow. Understand that. Understand that. I don't know who I'm talking to out there, but understand that. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And, and you know, my sister, uh, Elder Moore, last week talked about the church knowing who they are um, and becoming uh, uh, or not knowing who they are and becoming worn out and tired. Let me, let me, um, let me drop something in your spirit, whoever I'm talking to out there that, that is going through that. Um, honey, when you know who you are, you're going to emerge mm. victorious. Um, you're already mm. victorious. Know that. Um, don't get tired. Don't get weary. Keep moving because God knows. Um, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As, as I be, um, bless the Lord. As I be, as I began to um, move into um, in the in the corporate world, um, I became a jogger. I wasn't in the run. I became a jogger because that's when I really understood Philippians four six. That I mean, you can't you. People talk about it. People talk a good game, right? <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. Yeah. I thought a good game. You know, I could quote Bible with the best of them, and and but did not know a word about really walking and believing in it. It says, mm-hmm. "Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known." I began to jog because I, at that point, was an emerging warrior. So I was praying, and when I say emerging, that's why I was jogging, not really running yet. I was praying, and I understood that prayer changed things, but I did, still didn't understand my identity in my prayers. So as oh things began to come up against me, I could pray, but I wasn't very powerful in my prayers. So things still were uh knocking me down a little bit. And don't get me wrong, not saying that things won't knock you for a loop here and there, but nothing can keep you down. Um, the Lord has promised us that. So I, I was jogging. I'm the emerging warrior. I know I can pray, and I know I can pray against some things. Um, but I still was praying, you know, Lord, change them. Lord, uh, help me with this situation. Lord, you know, it was still, it was about me. But when I take you to this next step, you'll understand it wasn't about me. It was about the yes. uh, the what's in it for me prayer. Lord, change them. Lord, they need to fix. Lord, move me. Lord, do this. Right. Lord, do that. Um, you know that. And, and while I understood I needed to pray now, and I understood um, that I could pray for myself, and I didn't always have to call on someone else to pray for me, um, things begin to get a little bit better. But see, let me tell you what happens is I'm, I'm gonna tell you. Um, I, I'm just gonna. Um, I don't, even, I don't even know if I should just say it. I'm going to just throw a scripture out there, Second Timothy 2.15. <laughs> Second Timothy 2.15. Uh, 
study to show thyself approved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, sis, I was praying, but I really didn't understand what the word of God said about me. So I wasn't oh, really, you know, I was reading a scripture here and there, but I wasn't studying my Bible. I, and, okay, let me tell you, this is what I thought studying my Bible was, going to Sunday school and Bible study. Amen. That was studying my Bible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, open yeah. the Bible. And open the Bible Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. But because I opened it during church on Sunday and Bible study on Wednesday, I swore I was studying my Bible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I, so that's why I say I was the, the, dog, the emerging warrior. So I, I might have been coming up against a little bit of something at work, but I really didn't understand it. So, so, um, and the reason why I, I think people are like, well, what does this really have to do with warfare in the workplace? Because the only warfare you have going on in the workplace is against uh, principalities. There is no person that you're going up against. Because in those first three, three phases of the crawl, the walk, and the jog, I thought that I was coming up against people. I was praying against people. Lord. Um, God changed them. God do this. Because I did not understand my Bible. But as I began to understand my Bible, as I began to move and, and, and allow the Holy Spirit, as I began to live a more righteous life, as I began to actually study my Bible and not just open it twice a week, I mean, really get in that thing, I began to understand my authority and my identity, my identity in, in the prayers and then that's when things begin to move. That's why I know when things happen to me in the workplace, I no longer pray, pray for a, from a place of me. I pray from a place of me. And let me tell you, this is the run. This is the run phase. When you are praying within the power of your identity as an heir to the throne and the, the authority of the Holy Spirit that lives within you, you can move some things in the workplace. And it doesn't even have to. And it's no longer about you. When I was praying for me, before in the jaw phase, I was Lord, help me. Lord, move them. Lord, do this. Now I pray, Lord, what are you trying to show me? Lord, what am I supposed to do for you to get glory in this situation? Lord, where, where am I supposed to go? Lord, who am I supposed to talk to? Lord, when am I supposed to be silent? It came yeah. from a place of me before, but now it's a place of me, but not me in Monisha, but me in the Holy Spirit that lives in me that God wants me to go out and do what I'm supposed yeah. to do or sit still and not do anything and let him move. And he's an amazing God. And when I tell you I come up against some stuff in the workplace, that's because I know that I'm doing something that God has allowed me to do. Um, and the workplace is my one of my ministries, sis, because we are covered and we are blessed and we are covered by the blood. Others are blessed because I'm covered by the blood. When I was in Afghanistan and things were going down, Others were under my realm of protection because of the prayers of not only me, but because you were praying for the troops, so you were praying for me. Because you were praying for somebody uh, who was overseas in the war fight, you were praying for me. Because you were praying for those who cover America while you sleep, you were praying for me. Whether you knew me by name or not, you were praying for me. And because I'm praying with the power of my identity and understand who I am in Christ, I know I knew some things. I know some boys. Y'all thought Wonder Woman had something going on, but God is better because I know that some bullets that should have hit us didn't hit us. I know that some missiles that should have hit right down in the middle of where we were didn't hit. 
I'm telling you, a force filled ain't nothing like the Holy Spirit. They ain't got nothing on Jesus. I'm just, they've got nothing on the covering of the blood. So I'm telling you right now, when you got warfare in the workplace, and I I might be talking about some real combat warfare, but I'm telling you there's some demons up in there that's worse than being in combat. I'm telling you I had a demon in the workplace so bad that, that I went and anointed every door. This is what I'm telling you. When you start praying in your identity and know who you are, let me go to Acts 1 and 8 real quick. So you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all of Judea. The reason why we're able to cover warfare in the workplace with prayer is because we have that power to do so. And since when I tell you, I covered the workplace in prayer. I anointed, I, I came in and anointed telephones. I anointed mouth mice. The your mouth that you touch. I anointed keyboards. Yeah. I anointed armchairs. I anointed uh, the door handles on every door. When I tell you that demon rolled up in there, couldn't even talk to me in my office because I had anointed every place in my workplace. He wanted yes. to talk to me in the conference room. Why, sis? Because I made the mistake of not anointing that door because we don't ever go in that room. That is the only place that person could even talk to me, couldn't even enter my office, stood at the door to talk to me. I know the power of my identity in prayer. And let me tell you, they don't like it. They don't like it. Them demons, they don't like it. But that's okay. So I'm telling somebody out there to hold on. Get in your word. When you understand the power that you have in the Holy Spirit that lives in you, within you, you will understand that you've got weapons, weapons of mass destruction at your fingertips. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Somebody is going through warfare in the workplace. Somebody is in the crawl, the walk, the jog, and I'm telling you, come on, sis. Come on, bro. Come run with me in the power of your identity and prayer. Whatever is coming up against you in your workplace, you can back it down because God has given you the power through the Holy Spirit that lives in you, and all you have to do is activate it. All you have to do is activate it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Activate, get in your word, understand who you are, and I'm telling you, there's no way that you'll give up. There's no way that you'll give out because I'm telling you, there were times I was like, Mm-mm, I can't, I can't deal with these devils up in here, Jesus. And the Lord was like, yeah, ain't nobody to ask you to deal with them. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, ain't nobody asked you to deal with them. He's like, that's my job. It's funny because I tell my soldiers all the time. I said, it's my job to take care of you. It's it's easy to look good as a commander. Because you guys do what you do. I said, but my sole purpose is to take care of you. And as, and it's so funny because I just told them that again in formation. You know, that's my, because I had found out that a couple of my soldiers hadn't been taken care of. No, we don't do that. And you know what's funny? Jesus just spoke to me. We don't do that. We don't do that. So somebody out there warring in the workplace, get on your knees. Get out your blessed oil. Um, anoint your workplace. It works, honey. Pray with the power of your identity of who you are in Christ. Ephesians three sixteen through 20, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. I'm reading for me of thee. So that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. Now, see, when I talk about coming from that place of me in the jog, I, it wasn't in love. It was like, Lord, fix them. It was that type. It was all about me, but not in love. 
when I came out of love, like, Lord, what am I supposed to do in this person's life? Lord, how am I supposed to pray for them? Because that's the real praying for your enemy, not people you don't like, people who are warring against you, people who are forming weapons. Even though they may not prosper, they will form them, honey, and they will wield them. They may not win. They may not win the battle. The war, but they might win a battle or two. But you will remain victorious. You will be. You are already victorious. The word tells us so. Hold on, Accord, uh, in your so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you be rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be be filled with the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to a power, the power um, that at uh, work uh, within yeah. us. It doesn't say God is, it says we have the power within us, but it's from a place of love. I didn't understand that. First, I thought there was something wrong with me. When I was in the crawl phase, I thought something wrong with me. I'm not dressing right. Um, maybe I'm looking too flirty. Maybe I shouldn't wear makeup. Maybe this, that, the other. Because I thought it was me. I didn't even understand it. I thought it was me. When I was in the walk phase, I was like, okay, it's still something wrong with them. It's something wrong with them. It's something wrong with them. Um, I knew, okay, well, maybe, Lord, I, I need to fix something. But when I came from that place of love, Lord, what am I supposed to do in their life? How am I supposed to touch them? That's when your prayers will move. That's when your prayers yeah. will move. That's when your faith will move. That mustard seed faith will move a mountain. And when I say move the mountain, I'm not talking about move that devil out of your office. What That's will happen right. is you will be able to show them so much love that they won't be able to stand it. And they won't be helped but be able to invite you to a meeting because you got so much love in, emanating from you that other people will stop the meeting and say, hey, where's Sister Dancy? She ain't here. We got to wait. That's, right. what, that's the stuff that will have. Hallelujah, Jesus. When you're warring in the workplace, I'm telling you, get out of that crawl, walk, and jog, and let's go run. Come run with me. Come run with Woo. me. War, war face in the workplace, David and Saul. David's sitting there. He just want to play his little lyric. He just want to play. Saul trying to, you know, Saul throwing spears at him and stuff, and David still just playing. Did he leave the workplace? No, because God didn't tell him to leave. God didn't tell him to leave. He had to bless Saul. Bless the name of the Lord. Joseph falsely in prison. Did he cuss cuss Potiphar's wife? Did he cuss Potiphar? No, he kept on moving and operating what God had for him. I mean, I don't know if folks will throw. I'm just telling you, if my soldiers were shooting at me, I don't know if I'm going to stay right here. You know, Saul throwing spears at David, and he's still just, you know, all right, I'm going to just, you know, the third time. Because we know he stayed there because it happened three times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, sis. Right. Just, we we have to, and these this is from Genesis. You know what I'm saying? We have to understand that we can move some things if we're warring in the workplace. Um, now, sis, I know we wanted to talk about um, education because that is my um, – warring in the workplace um, audience, so, uh, uh, brothers and sisters, that's not just for your job. It's also for the people you impact. So one of the places that's, right. that's being impacted is education um, and Red for Ed. And like I said, Satan is trying to take out um, our future, and um, so we have to war. And that is my my second. Well, that's my primary workplace. 
Um, and so I'm not just warring for those who I work with. It's I'm warring for those who who are uh, impacted and affected by what I do. Um, and that is our our future. Um, these younger generations. It there is a hit out on our children. And so if you don't think that's warfare, honey, I'm gonna need you to go on and hang up right now and get in your Bible. Right. <laughs> I'm just right. saying. I'm just saying, if you don't think there's a war going on against our children across this nation and across this around this world, then you, um, I, I'm just going to pray for y'all. I'm just going to pray. Since I want to thank you, and, and, and I'm going to turn it back over to you right now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Thank Praise you, Lord. God. I'm excited about what you just um, said for us. It is about um, the different levels of crawling, walking, and running, and you said it Hallelujah. already. We do have a warfare. There is warfare out there. There are some things that we have to strategically place ourselves um, in position to do what God yes. to do in this war. Yes, honey. And so I'm not going to talk too much <laughs> about that, but there's so many things um, I could say about, you know, crawling, walking and running when it comes to positioning ourselves in the workplace. We think that mm. the workplace is not a battlefield. We think that the workplace, oh, I just want to be in full-time ministry. If you have <laughs> a place you can go to work, you are in ministry. I want you to understand that, people of God. God has set wow. all of us in prospective places. He's a strategic God. And if he's giving you an assignment, the assignment is where you are to war in the kingdom of God. There's sometimes, though, that God doesn't need us to war because he's going to fight on our behalf. And when that happens, just stand back and see the salvation of the Lord. But we're going to transition real quick. There's so many things I want to say, but we want to get to this. We have um, a wonderful, um, another sister I've known for many years. Thank you so much. Um, minister in training, Monisha Porter. You guys have to follow her. Look her up on Facebook. You are going to see even more from this young lady. She was on before, Thank and her Lord. and um, Minister Maisha Tate, we, the three of us got together, and that was a Holy Ghost-filled time, wasn't it? Yes, honey. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness, I love this. And so you'll see more from her, but I also want to bring on along with um, um, minister and train Monisha Porter. I want to bring on um, a prophet. I say a prophetess in the in the body of Christ, and she's also an educator. And so, so many things have been going on in the state of Arizona. We, a lot of you who are on, know about Red for Ed. Because we're talking about war in the workplace, there are strategic things that we have to do practically in order to get what God wants us to have in order for mm-hmm. us to be effective. And so we're going to kind of shift a little bit because it goes in line with war in the workplace, some things that happened in the state of Arizona this past week. I want to bring on my dear sister. Um, she goes by Tanya Renee. She, you've got to check her out, her blog, her post. Many people, um, if you are not Bless following her, I hear some background noise. If you're not following her, you must definitely follow her because there's some things that she is speaking prophetically and encouraging. She's a motivational speaker. She's also a principal 
as well. And so it is important. She's also had her own school in the past. And so we want to welcome her on tonight. Um, Sister Tanya, are you there? Yes, ma'am, I'm here. Wonderful. Can you greet our listening audience, please? Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. This is going to be a phenomenal time. I have enjoyed listening to the show uh, thus far. And so we're really just going to get into what God has to say about uh, warfare in the workplace. But in this educational arena, there's some special messages that God wants to share. So I look forward to sharing that with you. Praise God. Praise God. So I want to talk real just real briefly about a few things and ask you all a couple of questions. First of all, um, this came out of, not really, but it came out of the blue, the, 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 the um, I'm not sure what it is, the, 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 the model, Red for Ed. Mm-hmm. Can either one of you, and I try to get some people on that will help to start that, can either of you elaborate on Red for Ed for those who are not in Arizona that need some help with what that is? Well, um, this is Tanya. So one of the things that it's important to know is that there were other states who had uh, took the lead on this movement. And really what it was is to draw attention and bring awareness to the lack of funding that is needed to provide the level of education that our students need. So this didn't start with these, you know, money-hungry teachers who just want to get paid more. That's actually just a very small part of this movement. It really was about bringing equality to the way that schools are funded. For Arizona in particular, it was about raising the standard because over the last 10 years, there has been a consistent uh, assault against the funding that is needed. And so we're actually even below the level of funding that was provided back in 2008. So other states, had uh, began this movement, and so then uh, Red for Ed was birthed in Arizona so that we could say, hey, did you know we're 49th out of 50 states in terms of the level of funding? We're at the bottom. And it just, you know, uh, started off as bringing awareness. Uh, The leaders of these two different uh, teacher unions tried to meet with the governor, tried to say, hey, we really need to address this. And that, you know, came to no avail, and then that's when it uh, led to the teacher walkout. God, I want you to hear again the people of God and those um, um, who are just tapping in just to listen to this portion. She said, we're below the funding from 10 years ago. Is that what you said? Yes, ma'am. We're below the funding level, the per student amount. We're below the funding from 2008. Listen, I can't tell you how much this infuriates me. And the reason being is because I have, I do know there is no way I could, (laughs) no way I could be in business and maintain the funding that I had 10 years ago. You all do know that inflation happens, right? And so it takes money to move forward because everything is rising. How would it look if the oil prices went up and the gas never went up? Do you think oil companies, I'm talking to the listening audience, do you think oil companies will stay in business if they're having to pay for the price of oil, or fuel companies will stay in business if they have to pay the price of oil, yet they're not getting anything back to sustain? So such is even more important in education. Now, listen, I am not an educator. I am not in 
in, in, in any school district, any form. What I am is a mother. And so when I, <laughs> what I am as a mother, and I'm not just talking about birth children. I'm talking about I do have stepchildren, and I'm their, their mother while, and while they're here. And so what, what some things that we have to do as parents, and, and, and I want either of you to speak on this. This really infuriates me because it is important for parents also to understand the needs of our teachers. I remember during the four years of high school that my um, my son was here, is still here, but was here, and helping him and purchasing items for whatever they needed. And nowadays it feels like we have to beg parents to do stuff. So I, we, we can't just leave it on the educators. There's some things we have to do as parents. So can we just talk real briefly before we get back to that? What do you think, um, what, why, or, or I don't even know the question, why do you think it's such a pull to get parents so involved in their children's lives? I remember going down, and, and, and I'm going to pose that question again. I remember going down to the school and for um, parent-teacher meetings and open house, and I would see very few parents there and definitely very few kids there. And, and I didn't understand why wasn't the auditorium full. What is going on that we cannot at least, um, I don't know there's low income, and I get that, um, a lot of low-income parents, I get that not everyone has, um, you know, all the resources, but for those of us who do, we should be giving. So what do you think? is needed, um, um, Principal Tanya and um, Counselor Monisha, what do you think is needed to get parents more involved to help our educators? Well, I, what I think is that there's a couple of things. Uh, parents need to, to know that they're welcome. I think parents need uh, also to have an invitation. Uh, in addition to that, parents need to know how they can help. You know, I don't I know that there certainly are some parents who just are not even in that frame of mind, but I think parents do want to help, but they want to be, they want to be invited. They want to know how to help. Okay. I can tell you that there's uh, academically, math has changed. The way that you and I did math years ago is not right. how children are learning math now. And so some parents are intimidated by that. And what you can do um, as a teacher or as an educator is to transform what we do into a language that parents can easily help. Um, so we have to provide multiple opportunities for parents to be engaged, um, particularly if you're dealing with um, um, a population where there's different languages. Well, you've got to address those language barriers. So I think that a school has to operate with what is, is within your circle of influence, and what is within our circle of influence is creating opportunities continuing to give invitations, but simultaneously we do not let, or at least at my school, we do not let the fact that parents don't participate or they don't show up, we don't let that uh, be a penalty against kids. So that means we have to get creative right. in how we provide uh, support for them. So, again, we focus on what's within our circle of influence, which is giving invitations, making it easier, and, and just continuing to welcome and invite them in to partner with you. Amen. Amen. I, I absolutely agree. And here's one thing that I try to do is educate the parents. Um, so here's what I, here would be from a counselor perspective, parents, what you can do is take some ownness. Um, most school districts 
in Arizona, I won't say all, but all of the big ones have a way where you can monitor your child's performance online from your phone. Um, right. And so just take some onus because I think parents are relying too much on the school system to fix the school system. <laughs> and what we need is parents to get involved in helping with that fix. For instance, um, if you know, don't be afraid to email a teacher. And if you're not getting uh, a response, to take that to the next step. It is your, it is okay, it is your right to understand what's going on in your child's classroom and with your child's teacher. Um, don't give up. I, I, find, I find a lot of parents that, that have given up. They're just like, well, I tried and they don't answer, so I don't know what else to do. Don't ever give up. There is somebody that is going to help you, so don't give up. So those two things um, I find you know, just educating the parents on what, you know, the, the options that are available to them to monitor their children um, and their activities and what's going on at school and not leaving it up to um, the children so much or the male or, you know, whoever. Um, but I, I think own this. Own this. Take it and don't give up. Don't give up. Because we are, there are people who are there for you. Absolutely. Wonderful. So as we shift, I want to give you some time. I have so many questions, but um, I want to give you some time because you may say some things to answer some of the questions or to help us um, in this community. And I just pray it gets in the hands of some of the um, of our state, of our state, um, 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 I'll say politicians, councilmen, and so forth. And so, um, 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 Tanya, I would like for you just to go forth and just say some things first, and then we'll tag back in with you. Um, Monisha, in just a second. Okay, thank you. You know, one of the one thing that I want to share, and just I think a part of this whole movement has been awareness. That's one of the main main gist of this. It's important for people to understand that that the teacher walkout was not to hurt kids; it was for kids. It was because That's we right. are passionate about children, Amen. and we know that the money that is needed to have a safe right. and well-run educational environment is needed. In addition to that, um, it wasn't just about teacher salaries. It was about counselor salaries. It was about custodian salaries, uh, community liaisons. It was every single person that is connected to this educational community. It was about bringing equity. If, if people didn't understand this, and I think that's where a lot of maybe some, some of the aggression came from, people didn't recognize that, you know, there are teachers who work multiple jobs. They work multiple jobs. Amen. Not only that, but they, they, they spend money out of their pocket on a regular basis, so much so that that's how teachers get a, a minimal amount of what they spend in tax deductions because the country recognizes that teachers consistently spend the money from their paychecks on their classrooms. And so, again, it was not just about teacher salaries, but everyone in the educational system. Even at my wow. school, my school was built in 1954, and I was a student at the school that I was attending. And wow. it just so happens that the tile that was there when I was there is still there. Wow. Right. Wow. So... We need to do something about the funding uh, here. And one of the one of the other things that you know uh, 
that came out of this. And I don't want people to think that it was all about uh, money, but there were many lessons that were learned that were, even though, uh, you know, we didn't get everything that we had, we wanted, there were some invaluable things that we took away. And part of the awareness that has been shared amongst my team is an awareness that, number one, racism is still alive. It is absolutely still alive. Um, And, you're talking about warfare. That's some real-life, real-life warfare. Um, one of the things that several of my staff mentioned to me is that, wow, I was really naive. I thought that the people who represented me, my legislators, were, were there with pure intentions and would just do what is right. And that's just not so. And so some mm. of the awareness was, was hard to process uh, it was difficult for many of my staff members to stand in front of legislators who wouldn't give them the time of day as they pleaded and shared their heart about how they love kids and they just want to have a safe and well-run, well-paid-for environment for kids. They were A lot of my teachers' hearts were broken by the reality that they walked into. And so there was an awareness that was uh, a little hard to process a lot of hurt, a lot of disappointment is, is what's now abiding in the hearts of my team, at least, because they came to an awareness that this is really about race. Because if you look at it, if you look close enough and if you look at the numbers, the people that stand to benefit the most out of bringing equity are children of color. Now, many people may not want me to say that, but that's nonetheless true, because we're talking about right, yes. public education funds. And so in it fact. really is really about racism, and I just believe that just prophetically as a whole, God has allowed the heart of this country to be revealed. The things that have been, uh, we've tried to hide have now been revealed, mm. and the things that were mm. hidden in the hearts of legislators are now very much apparent. Mm. And so a lot, of my, a lot of my staff has now understood very clearly, now I see you for who you really are. You know, God is really, he's allowing us to see wow, you voted this way and you represent me? And so oh, there's goodness. a harsh awareness and a harsh wisdom that we have now received, but at the same time we can take that wisdom and now act and do things better. We now have an awareness that I need to know who my legislators are and what is in your heart. Who are you really? Mm. And so mm. that's, you know, God has used this because, you know, he takes even the hard things and makes them good. That's that all things work yeah. together yeah. for our good. Yeah. He, he takes <laughs> the knowledge of the things that rub us the wrong way and the things that hurt us, and he uses them for our good. So now we can use what we know to remember in November. When it's time sure. for us to vote, take <laughs> the things that we now know and use it. And I'm telling you, if I have never been a political activist, I am today. I am say that, now. say that. <laughs> because now I need Love to it. know, wait, wait, who's my leader? And if you don't know who your senator is, if you don't know who in, anyone that represents you in your legislative district, you need to Google that right now because you need to know who is representing you. And I encourage you to Google their voting record so you know the people that represent you, what they are doing. So it began to be a wake-up call for educators because we didn't even know we were this strong united. And so there's wow. a harsh awareness that we are now, we have now garnered some wisdom from. But I want to flip the coin and let you know that what has also been an incredible blessing is how united we've become. 
My team, we, we, I mean, we are just loving on each other. We got to see the hearts of each other, that we can come together for, a, for something that is, we share, that passion that we share, and it has brought us closer together. We love each other so much more now as a result of this. So, you see, God can just take those things that were meant to, that people, that didn't work out the way you wanted to, and still use them for good. Because you know what? He doesn't waste. So no matter what is happening in your workplace, he doesn't waste anything. He doesn't let anything happen for just nothing. He will take it and use it for our good. So warfare has a duality to it. There's still a way to get good out of it. There is a Amen. way to get the good out of the warfare. If you gain wisdom, you won. So even when that's you it. lose, you win. That's it. That's, 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 it. that's, that's, that's been it. a lesson for me that even though we didn't get everything we wanted, the awareness that we walked away with, the wisdom that we now have, the deeper love that we have for one another, just the awareness of the strength that we have in unity has been incredible. And I tell you, it just that not only have we had the disappointment, but our love has come to the surface, our love for mm-hmm. one another, and, and it has reignited for many of us our passion and our love for kids because guess what? We're still going to walk into these classrooms tomorrow and love these kids even harder. We're going to give up even more hugs. We're going to teach with even more power because we still mm-hmm. believe in loving children. We, we didn't get everything we wanted, but we're still going back to love these children that still need us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Those are the takeaways that I have. But I tell you what, we will remember in November. November. <laughs> good. That's good. I love it. Minister mm-hmm. Monisha, if you can just expound on some of that as well. I don't even know if I can expound on it. That That was a word for me. Um, because I was a little bit disappointed um, at the at the end of the movement, and so that was a word that spoke to my heart um, in the revelation. Because I hadn't looked at it that way in the lessons learned. I, I appreciate you, and you want to know what's funny is I had no idea you were going to be on the show today, and I saw a flyer about you on somebody's social media thing. So I know Tanya Renee speaks. I'm just telling you, I know this is God because I just happened to be looking at somebody, some flyer that somebody else had for the vibra- vibranium. Um, it, it, and that's you, correct? Because we don't know each other. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's, that's me. See how God works? I, I mean, I'm, I know we're supposed to be talking about Red for Ed, but see, that's that kingdom connection. And um, I just love, I love what she said, and that was a word for me. So it, um, I couldn't say more than the fact that um, it did, it taught me, it definitely taught me who my legislators are. And it really did open my eyes as well. So thank you for that word, Sister Dancy, the Sister Strozer. Praise God. I, I want people to know, um, so this, the good thing about this is the movement has not ended. And so I want people to understand that this is not going to end. And, and for those who are listening I have people that sneak peek listen, you know, <laughs> and and so when they sneak peek and listen and they're wondering what's being said because they saw it on my Facebook somehow it popped up and they want to find out what's going on, I want you to understand this is not the end. It really <laughs> is just a continuation. And whenever there's a Amen. continuation, God has the ending for it. He is the final say for it. So I'm encouraging 
every single um, administrator, staff personnel, um, anyone that is um, on staff for volunteer or pay, um, whoever's working with um, the educators, the teachers, um, I don't know what else, the, the, the district um, offices and so forth, I think it's so to high time, and I totally agree with you, um, Tanya, it is high time for us to check the record. So when, when um, I can't think of the spy's name, when Joshua sent out the spies, I think it was Joshua, I'm not sure, you guys correct me, he sent out the spies to go check out where they were going what this, to survey mm-hmm. the land. It, it is such a practical thing, and we don't think much about it. But before you go in, it's a strategy, and we have to strategize in this time. If we're talking about warfare, and, and warfare mm-hmm. can also mean warfare can also mean just by praying, and that is a critical weapon. And so when we get ready to do something, it is it is so it is so incredibly important for us to check the record before we go in, hmm. know what we're talking about. And that's why education is so important because we, we don't want our children to perish. They suffer because of a lack of knowledge. And if they don't have hmm. the knowledge and the resources and the know-how, then guess what's going to happen to our land? There's going to be a perishing generation. And so mm-hmm. we can't afford for this to happen. And so, people of God, I urge you, Elderly, um, if you have the strength, get in and help. If you are a parent, get in and help. If you are a bystander, get in and help. Now, mm. listen, we're going to check your records. You can't just, anybody just can't be working with our children. You better, you better yeah. have yourself straight coming up in there with our babies. I'm going to tell you all now because I'm, I'm that, that, that um, Peter type of person. I will cut in and cut, yeah. come in and cut some ears. You start messing <laughs> with our babies. Not playing around with that yeah. now. I, I, I'll go on record. Yeah. Because our babies, and I'm talking about teenagers, young people, need us to back them up. They need to know how important education is. And I'm talking simple stuff, but it's so important for us to strategize. And so I join you in this movement. I've been joining and supporting certain people that have been going up there, and now they're, I'm, I'm seeing them uh, message me on Facebook right now. And so we want to continue this fight. It is a fight, but I want people to understand, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the rules of darkness, against spiritual wickedness, and it's in high places, and there's some spiritual wickedness in high places that we have got to address, so I am going to remember in November as well. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, this is, it has to be strategic. I'm going to talk about that next week, about strategizing in order to become extraordinarily ordinary. We have got to strategize. I want to give way just a little bit more time. Oh, my goodness. I'm so fired up about this um, because I stepped into the realization of what this really is about. um, My son graduated last year, so about three years ago. And I didn't realize not having birthed children and um, just interacting with all of my godchildren and my stepchildren, I began to get involved in, in, in schools. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'm glad I was able to have that opportunity. But hear this. Until I understood just what was really going on, I didn't have the awareness. Yes, there could have been something put out there, but because my eyes didn't see and my ears didn't hear, 
I wasn't aware. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Tanya, you said something that it was about making people aware first, right? Right. Right. And so, yes. and I mean, that the invitation needed. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Well, well I was just going to say that, you know, one of the things that I always tell parents is that you have got to be the greatest advocate for your children. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think right. sometimes we, we underestimate the power and the impact of the teacher. Like we have your children for six to seven hours a day. If you, if you mm-hmm. think about, th- let me put it like this. Imagine how many word curses can be spoken over your child for six to seven hours a day. Lord, I'm mm. right. Mm. You need to be in, and I'm not saying that every teacher is that way, but, and I've actually also exhorted my teachers and encouraged them, listen, watch what you say to these kids. Because if, mm-hmm. if, if any person can reflect on, if I say to you, who was your favorite teacher and what impact did they have? You, people can quickly come to a memory, and, and the effects that teachers have on children are long-lasting because they're making deposits in the formative years. Yes. This is yeah. why it, it's not just that people are standing and teaching your kids to read and write. They're teaching, they're educating them on their, they're helping them to develop their social skills. They're, they're helping them with their emotional intelligence. They're helping them with learning what it is to love and what it is to be a friend and how it is to solve a problem. They are doing more than just teaching them how to read and write. So it's absolutely important for parents to be a partner with that teacher. You cannot sit back and take a passive role as a parent and think that the teacher is going to do it all. They may be keeping your child in a way that you have no idea. So I tell parents, get involved. Partner with it. And don't be the parent. I'm talking as a principal. Please don't be the parent that comes to the office and wants to go completely off, and you haven't done your homework. You're not involved. Mm. We don't. That that's that's actually not helpful to your child. Be the parent that is there um, to consistently support that teacher and consistently support your child. We we welcome you to come in, but it's important for parents to be aware that there is a there is a huge role that teachers play in the development of the whole child, of the entire mm-hmm. child, everything about them, because they pour into them all day long. You, you really want to be engaged. And so I always tell parents, get on the, be their child's advocate. If you get a report card, you don't like the scores, say something. Show up to a parent-teacher conference. Make yes. sure that homework is being done. Send your child prepared, prepared. Are you engaged in all their activities? Communicate with them. Have a set schedule. And and here's the thing: stop parentifying your children. They're not your buddy. What? They're not your. They're not Say your. That. They're not your best friend. <laughs> Don't parentify them. I when kids come to come to holiday, or to my school, maybe I shouldn't say that, but come to my school. <laughs> they I, when they come to my school, I tell kids, listen, everything that happened at home, we leave it at the door, because here you are loved. Here, we have high expectations. I don't care if your mom is in jail, your dad is in jail, you need something to eat, go see the nurse, we'll give you some food in there. And we create a safe place for kids. That's what we do. Amen. That's, that's what they need. They need to know that there's their love, and they need to know that there's high expectations for you. And I just tell my kids, we don't do excuses here. We, we just don't Say do that. Right. We, we don't do that's excuses good. here. So as a parent, yes, get involved. Even if you don't have children, the people that these, these kids are, are our future. I know that's so cliche, but it is nonetheless true. These, these are the people that are going to be taking care of you when you're trying to collect Social Security, if it's there. 
You really want them to be well prepared. You want mm-hmm. to invest in them. You just you just do. So oh, can, and I, can wow. I just that? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I would just no, go say, ahead. just say that. I think it's I think it's such the timing of God that the teachers from my particular school district were all returning, and it just so happens that tomorrow begins Teacher Appreciation Week. Yep. Wow. Yes. Appreciate your teacher. <laughs> Appreciate. I don't care if it's an apple, a piece of candy, or a card that says thank you. It's Teacher Appreciation Week. Appreciate these kids who love. Appreciate these teachers who love on your kids all day, every day. My. Goodness. And can I just say? Um, I just wanted to add that we have the high, I mean, Tucson uh, is, Arizona itself is a retirement state. So you may be retired, somebody may be listening, you may not have kids even in the school system, but you can go out into that school system and, and also advocate for your grandchildren, your ne- grandnieces and nephews, godchildren, whomever. It, you know, it, it, parents, uh, it takes a village. So I, I consider all my students my babies, whether they're in my alpha as their counselor or not. They're all my babies because I truly believe in the African proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. So while, while their child is at my school, know that if you need something, I will take care of them. And I can hear that in, 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 in my sister Tanya's voice as well. Know that there are people out there. So you can also, yes. as a grandparent um, or whomever, advocate for kids. Get out and volunteer in these schools. Get out and see. I know, um, and I'm just going to give a shout out to Rising Star. I don't go to Rising Star, but they have several programs that are in the school systems that allow them to see what's going on. And so people have come to me and said to me, wow, I did not know that it was so difficult to even just get copying paper at school. Now I know and now I'm advocating for these kids. Now I'm going to businesses and asking if they can donate paper. People don't know that piece yes. because they're not in there. So get in there. Get out. It doesn't have to just be a parent. Parents, I get it. You, we work hard. I'm one of them. We work hard. We, we can't be at the school 24-7. But what I'm telling you is that there can be somebody around you that can be in there advocating for your baby too. And just know that this is warfare. So there are those of us, like Sister Tanya, Sister Dancia, who who um, is not even really have a dog in the fight, um, but she is a prayer warrior and advocate for for the youth. There are those of us who are praying for these babies. Pray, pray if you can't get out. Pray for these babies. Yeah. Pray for these parents. Do that. Do that. Even if you can't physically do it, you can do that. That is so true. I know we've gone down to several schools and marched around the schools and gone on the campuses and prayed when they're in and when they're out of school. And so behind the scenes, we need prayer warriors still praying because what what an actor can't do, the Holy Spirit can do behind the scenes. So never, never disregard anything that you're willing to do. Even if it's a donation of a dollar, five dollars, some pencils, some pens, some books, whatever yeah. it is, spend a little time, uh, you know, to do something to I don't know, get backpacks together to get to whatever, scrub the floors. I don't care. I'm gonna tell you, I've done pretty much all of it because I believe there is a need for service. There is a need for service, and that's what we're doing yes. is serving. So I admonish you both. For doing this, I have one question for you, um, Sister Monisha. 
about counseling. So the children, I'm not sure what your role is in counseling. Can you talk about that just for a moment? Yes, quickly. In the school system, counselors used to do a lot of maybe the um, group types of things, things that are – kids that are going through, through maybe a grief process, maybe they lost a parent, they have a parent that's incarcerated, or just merely a parent that's absent, those types of things. Um, but when you, you, can, you can still do those things at the elementary level, maybe sometimes at the middle school level. But when you get to where I'm at at the high school level, I basically am a guidance counselor. I am guiding your child to help make sure they graduate. I handle everything that they may come up against within school. Then we have other counselors that handle the future, but I ha- help them deal with um, academically. And then um, as far as emotionally as well, but then at the high school level, we more provide resources for, for the emotional um, well-being. But we are there for them, and we are trained uh, such as the first responders. Um, but then we do provide resources. But that's what I do. But when I tell you, we kind of do it all. And, I, and as a principal, I salute you, uh, my sister, um, because I know that you do it all. I, I, have, I have had students run in my office and pray. Nancy, I have to ask me to pray for them. I've had students come in my office to ask me to help them talk to a teacher. I've had students come in, uh, wow. just whatever it is their need. But um, those are the things that I, I help do in, on the high school level, is I am there to help your child make it through those four years successfully and graduate on time. That is my goal as their counselor. Um, my goal as a, as a ministry, because my workplace is my ministry, is to war for who, whatever baby needs warring for. And if somebody's not warring for them, even if somebody is, but that is my calling and that is what I'm doing. So to God be the glory, and thank you for asking. Amen, amen. So as you, as you can hear, people of God, there are so many. We're just hearing the heart and the expressions of two people. There are more, and I wish we could have more um, come on and just kind of express that. But I want to um, just say, ask for any final words from the two of you to see what you would like to say in regards to either warfare in the workplace or either just um, speaking um, about, you know, education and the things that are going on right now in the state of Arizona. And so, um, Sister Monisha, I'll have you go first, and Sister Tanya, I'll have you speak last, and then if you can pray for all of those involved in this um, educational uh, crisis and or battle. Amen. I just want to say thank you. For for one, thank you, um, Minister Morris, for allowing me to be here. Thank you, listeners, for listening. But I do know that God did give a word for somebody who was listening. And I just want to reiterate, don't give up. Stay in the fight. Um, but you got to start running. You've been in the crawl, walk, jog. We need you to start. God needs you to start running and operating in who you are, in your identity, in your warfare. And you will reign victorious. It's in his promise. Thank you. Praise God. I appreciate you for coming on, Minister Monisha Porter. You have got to make sure to follow her to um, and, and then see what God is doing in her life. Look for great things from her in the near, near future 
and how God is um, transitioning her into ministry and even speaking the word of God. And so now we're going to have um, Prophetess Tanya come on and Principal Tanya come on and go ahead and um, give some final things, um, either about warfare in the workplace or education and what's going on with Red for Ed. And if you can pray for those who are in the educational system. Thank you so much. And I really thank you for this opportunity to share. The final words that I, I want to share with our listeners is that it is important for us to not let uh, this movement die, to take the wisdom, take what we have learned, take what we now know, and use it to to shift education, to shift the awareness about uh, children who need us to continue to fight for them. They need us to continue to fight for what is right. And I still believe that every child deserves a good education. Every child mm. deserves to to have to receive an education in a facility that is safe, a facility that is modern. And and I believe that it is important for every single worker in the educational system to have a, a livable wage. And so it's important for us to to not let this movement not don't let it die. Take what God has revealed right. to us. And, and, and move yeah. forward with that and, and use it and what the lesson and to use the lessons that he's given to us. He taught us these things for a reason. So to, to much as is given, much is required. We are now required to act off of the knowledge that we have received from this movement. When God shows you a heart, when he shows you where people are, believe him and then act accordingly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I want to mm-hmm. pray. I, I particularly want to pray for um, educators because I know that um, it, it's it's a tough position to be in to to return and and for those educators out there who are feeling disappointed and and, and for whose hearts may even be hurting, I, I want to I want to pray for you. So let's pray. Father, we just come before your throne, and first of all, we come with gratitude. We, we thank you because we know that you have a way of recycling what was meant for our harm and using it oh, for our you. good. And so, I, Father, Hallelujah. I ask you right now, for every educator who, who went days unpaid, for every educator who uh, made sacrifices, who slept at the Capitol, who got in front of legislators, who uh, sacrificed things for their families simply because they love children. Father, I ask you to reward them for their hearts of love for children. God, honor the hearts of the educators who did the things that they did out of love and passion for children. And we know that children are extremely valuable to you. And so, Father, I pray that you would cover the hearts of educators that will be returning to work. I pray, God, that you would just guard their hearts from any roots of bitterness so it doesn't spring up later to trouble them, God. Give them your peace that passes all understanding. I pray, God, that you would stir up a level of trust and peace in you, Father, that as they return to these schools, Father, that they will, that you will restore to them the joy of loving children. Restore to them the joy of teaching children. And I thank you for edu- every educator who sacrificed. And I pray, God, that that just that we would continue to move in the doors that you have opened. You've given us sight to see things maybe we didn't want to see, but we nonetheless see it and we are aware of it. And I pray, God, that when November comes, 
that you would remind us of what we experienced, remind us of what we were fighting for, and to hold those that represent us accountable. And so I thank you, God, for doors that will be opening tomorrow uh, in, in, uh, in the Tucson schools. Father, and I pray that you would saturate those places with your joy. Let your love be felt abundantly uh, in the mm. educators to the children from mm-hmm. the parents of God. And I just, I just pray a release of joy into those schools. God, yes. let your spirit of joy and peace permeate these schools, Father, for your glory. That, that I pray yes, that you Lord. would be the lifter up of our heads. Lift up every yes, educator's head, Father, and I thank you for the sacrifices that were they were made that were made vices and use them as a seed to give a give a to reap God thirty and, and sixty and a hundredfold from the seeds that they've sown in mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. bit of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Don't let them lack, Lord. Mm-hmm. Fill in the gaps, God, for where they have sacrificed. Mm-hmm. And I thank you, God, that, that what they did was sow seeds and that you would give the increase. And we thank you for that. Now, bless these educators. Let them have joy that is unspeakable. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Bless God and praise God. Thank you so much for um, being with us here on tonight. This is um, Tanya Renee Speaks, none other than Tanya Strozier, prophetess, minister. I'm telling you, Principal Strozier is on on tonight. And minister in training, Monisha Porter, counselor, high school counselor, Porter. I want you all to make sure, go to my Facebook page, Dancia Jones Morris, and I want you to follow them. Follow their, their ministry. This is ministry. However we're doing it, wherever we're placed, the assignment of God is upon these two, and I want you to follow them all the way in Ghana. Follow these two young ladies so that you can see what God is doing. And then those who are in this community of Tucson, Arizona, thank you for joining in and make sure you find out how to, how to invest in our children, how to support our educators, how to support our schools, and hold those legislators accountable. And if they're in office for us, they need to be held accountable as well. We need the right representation. If we are to represent Christ to the world, it is for the, kingdom, the, 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 the people of the kingdom of God, the children of God, to come together and do what is right, do, stand up for what is right, not just morally but spiritually. There are kingdom principles that we must take up. We can't just all speak in tongues and just go to church and just say we're praying and we have no action because faith without work is dead. And we don't want no dead stuff. And I know how to talk. I'm educated. But we don't want no dead stuff around here. We need to come alive and be and, – and so – that looks different for everybody. I'm not saying one specific way to do it. You choose the way that God tells you. Find out. You can definitely go to these schools. You can definitely go down to these um, to the district offices and find out how you can help. If we want to support, then let's be about it. That's all I got to say. Thank you again for joining Kingdom Authority. I have one more quote for you tonight. And I believe it's a good one. We want to stand on the promises of God. Listen, you never know how big of a threat you are to the enemy until you start doing something for God. So I leave you with this. 
do something for God. Join us next week on Kingdom Authority, 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for my, my East Coast listeners. Thank you very much for joining in. There is a word on next week, but we also want to do shout outs to our mothers. It's Mother's Day, y'all. We got to thank the mothers. It's Mother's Day next Sunday. I believe it's May, what is it, is that May 14th? I'm not sure what the date is. I think it's May 14th, May 13th is next Sunday. Join us on Kingdom Authority at 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time and look for it on Facebook. We're going to do shout-outs for mothers next week. God bless you, and you all have a good night. Thank you.